It's time for a Swedish Fika with some Swedish fun facts with your host, Pixel Pia. Today, Sweden is looked upon as a peaceful, neutral country, but it hasn't always been that way. And today, I want to talk about one of the historical events that I, as a kid, was very fascinated about. And that is the Stockholm bloodbath, or as it's also called, the Stockholm massacre. Hej san hej, and welcome to a Swedish fika. The podcast where I talk about Sweden, and if you are interested in Sweden and Swedes, this might be the podcast for you. So now, let's get in to the topic of today. A couple of episodes ago, I talked about the king who became a pirate. He was one of the very early kings in what was known as the Kalmar Union, where Denmark, Norway, and after some time even Sweden were united. So was the case also for what was going to be known as the Stockholm bloodbath. It starts with the Danish King Christian II, who was to become the king of Sweden. But Sweden wasn't that easy to convince that this was a good thing. And we had supporters of Christian II as the king, mainly Archbishop Gustav Trolle. And we had people against Christian II becoming the Swedish king. And those were led by Sten Sture the Younger. King Christian have tried to isolate Sweden and force them into a siege where he became the king. With the support of Archbishop Trolle. But he was defeated by Sture and his followers and had to return to Denmark. He didn't give up and did a second attempt to bring Sweden back under his control in 1518. Once again, Sture and his followers fought back and he had to retreat. But at the third attempt in 1520, when he gathered a large army of French, German and Scottish mercenaries, he was successful. Sten Sture was mortally wounded, which led to his people not feeling the strength to fight the Danish army. The Danish army approached Uppsala, which was the city where the Swedish Riksdag, the Swedish government of the time, had assembled. And the senators agreed to render homage to Christian with one condition. He had to give a full amnesty for past actions and a guarantee that Sweden should be ruled according to Swedish laws and custom. Christian II agreed to this and he was confirmed the king of Sweden. 
Sten Sture's widow, Lady Christina, was still living in Stockholm and resisting the Danes. And she even defeated the Danes during a battle at Balusunds Ås on March 19. But eventually her forces were defeated at the Battle of Uppsala on Good Friday, April 6 in 1520. And in May, the Danish fleet, led by King Christian, arrived and Stockholm was attacked by land and by sea. Christina and Stockholm had a large supply of food and could resist for a very long time. But eventually, their stockpile was dwindling and Christian sent a proposal of, for retreat and he swore, once again swore that all acts against him would be forgotten and he would par- pardon several named persons. When the pardon had been written down on paper, the mayor of Stockholm delivered the keys to the city to Christian and he held a grand entry to the city. He sailed back to Denmark for a short while, and in October he returned to Stockholm for his coronation. His coronation took place on November 4, 1520, and he was anointed by Archbishop Gustavus Trolle. After his coronation, a banquet was held for the next three days. But on the evening of November 7th, Christian summoned many of the Swedish leaders to a private conference at the palace. And at dusk on November 8th, Danish soldiers entered the Great Hall of the Royal Palace and imprisoned several of the noble guests. Later in that evening, even more of the king's guests were imprisoned, and all these people were people that had previously been marked by Archbishop Trolle as people against him. The following day, November 9th, a council headed by Archbishop Trolle sentenced the proscribed to death for being Heretics. The main point of accusation was that they have united in a pact to depose Trolle a few years earlier. But in fact, many of them were leading men of the Stures and therefore potential opponents of the Danish king. At noon this day, November 9th, the anti-unionist bishops of Skara and Strengnes were led out to the big square in Old Town and beheaded. Fourteen noblemen, three burgomasters, fourteen town councillors and about twenty prominent citizens of Stockholm were also hanged or beheaded on the square. The executions continued throughout the following day and according to the chief executioner, Jürgen Humut, 82 people were executed. It has been rumored but never proven that Christian also took revenge on Sten Sture's body by having it dug up 
and burnt, and Sture's widow, Lady Christina, and many other noble women were taken as prisoner to Denmark. Christian justified the massacre in a proclamation to the Swedish people as a measure necessary to avoid papal interdict, but later on apologizing to the Pope for the decapitation of the bishops. He blamed his troops for performing an unauthorized act of vengeance. Gustav Vasa was the son of Erik Johansson, one of the victims of the execution. And when he heard of the massacre, he traveled north to the province of Dalarna to seek support for a new revolt. This revolt was ultimately able to defeat Christian's forces and that would be the end of the Kalmar Union. This bloodbath and the deception that the Swedes felt from the Danish king would for a long time create hostility between the Danes and the Swedes. And Christian II got the nickname Christian Tyrann, Christian Tyrant in Sweden. As I said, when I was a kid growing up in Stockholm, we did tours with our school into Old Town, where we had a walking tour and was told about this story. At the square, we got presented how heads were rolling down the streets, which probably wasn't correct. But for us kids, we could actually picture this almost hundred people getting decapitated and their heads rolling down the street of Old Town in Stockholm. That's where I'm going to end the story for today. In my next episode, I will take you even further back in the history of Sweden, and I will talk about the Norse mythology, about the Vikings. So if that is something that interests you, or maybe you know someone that would be interested in hearing about it, I would be very happy if you shared this podcast with someone. Until next time, as we say in Sweden, hej då! can keep up with everything from a Swedish fika on a Swedish fika.com or on Facebook or Instagram as a Swedish fika and you can reach Pixelpia at pixelpia at a Swedish fika.com